The Braille Forum, Volume 49, April 2011, Number 10, published by the American Council of the Blind, read by Mark Delgado in the studios of the Cutting Corporation, Bethesda, Maryland. This recording is tone indexed. The beginning of each item in the table of contents will be indicated by a beep, audible when your cassette player is in fast forward or rewind. The American Council of the Blind strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and to improve quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. Mitch Pomerantz, President; Melanie Brunson, Executive Director; Sharon Lovering, Editor. National Office, twenty-two hundred Wilson Boulevard, Suite six fifty, Arlington, Virginia, two 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 zero one. Two zero two four six seven five zero eight one. Fax seven zero three four six five five zero eight five. Website http colon slash slash www dot acb dot org. The Braille Forum trademark is available in Braille, large print, half speed four track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. Subscription requests, address changes, and items intended for publication should be sent to Sharon Lovering at the address above, or via email to s l o v e r i n g at acb dot org. The American Council of the Blind trademark is a membership organization made up of more than seventy state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the national office at the number listed above. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, sixty-three hundred Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite one ninety-five, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota five five four three zero. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the national office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the national office. To make a contribution to ACB via the combined federal campaign, use this number, one 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 five five. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection toll free at eight hundred four two four eight six 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 five p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, or read it online. Copyright two thousand eleven. American Council of the Blind. Table of Contents. President's Message. Advocacy through Employment, by Mitch Pomerantz. Side One. ACB and American Cancer Society collaborate to create greater access to health information, by Melanie Brunson. Side One. ACB Conference 2011. Golden Past, Diamond Future. By Carla Rushevel. Side one. Nomination sought for 2011 ACB National Awards. By Cindy Van Winkle. Side two. Striding for Gold in the Silver State. ACB's third annual Walk Run. By Dan Dillon. Side two. Involving Youth in ACB. Compiled by Artis Bazin. Side two. April showers at the ACB store. Side two. Affiliate news.
Side two. Passings. Side two. Remembering Bill Benson, November twelfth, nineteen thirty-six to January twenty-second, two thousand eleven, by Bev Armstrong. Side two. Letter to the editor. Side three. Here and there. Edited by Sue Lichtenfels. Side three. High-tech swap shop. Side three. Forum subscription notes. You can now get the Braille Forum by podcast. To subscribe, go to the Braille Forum page on www.acb.org. If you do not yet have a podcast client, you can download one from the forum page. To subscribe to the Braille Forum via email, go to www.acb.org/mailman/listinfo/brailleforum-capital-letter-l. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, one eight hundred four two four eight six six six, or via email, s l o v e r i n g at acb dot org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. President's message: Advocacy through employment, by Mitch Pomerantz. This month's column is partly the result of my hearing a presentation made by a staff member of the Rehabilitation Services Administration (RSA) while attending the Sagebrush Vendors Conference held the week of February 7th in Las Vegas. I'll explain the second motivation for this piece shortly. Our outstanding special interest affiliate, the Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America (RSVA), sponsors this annual event. Which draws blind and visually impaired businessmen and women from throughout the country. As usual, it was an excellent and most interesting gathering, one at which I always learn something new about the vending program. Three officials from RSA spoke on Tuesday and Wednesday, including Commissioner Lene Rutledge. The presentation, which served as the catalyst for this article, was given by another RSA staffer with significant responsibility for the Randolph Shepherd program, who also happens to be an active member of the National Federation of the Blind. Now for the second trigger for this article. Perhaps ten years ago, at a president's meeting, Oral Miller made the point that more of us need to apply for and become involved in positions of local, state, and national influence. He was referring specifically to the importance of having ACB members participate on boards and commissions in order to positively affect decisions about blind and visually impaired people. He went on to argue that we should be lending our talents not just to those boards and commissions related to blindness and/or disability-specific issues, but to those entities which affect the communities in which we live, e.g., neighborhood associations, planning commissions, and the like. However. I'd like to focus this discussion on how employment, when handled properly, can offer an excellent venue for influencing policy. Call it advocacy ACB style. I know firsthand that it can be done because I did it during my nearly 34-year career with the city of Los Angeles. For those who don't know, the last 13 and a half of those years were spent as the city's Americans with Disabilities Act (ADA) compliance officer. A position which gave me the opportunity I needed and took advantage of to advocate for those issues which ACB supports. 
In my job, I was able to advocate for such things as W3C-compliant city websites, accessible pedestrian signals and materials in alternate formats. While I wasn't always successful in my advocacy efforts on behalf of those issues, I had more than my share of victories. And sometimes advocacy success is years in the making. You may recall that in 2009, a letter was written by the head of the Los Angeles Public Library to Adobe Systems, stating the library would no longer purchase Adobe's e-books so long as they were incompatible with screen-reading software. I was more than six months retired when the letter was written. But advocacy works in strange ways. The city librarian's executive secretary had worked in my former department for several years prior to going to the library and was well aware of the accessibility concerns of blind and visually impaired people. While I'll never know for sure what influence my ACB ADA advocacy efforts had, it isn't too much of a stretch to think that my former co-worker may have had just a bit to do with that letter to Adobe. Everyone acknowledges that we have an unacceptably high rate of unemployment among blind and visually impaired people, whatever the correct percentage may be. Despite this, ACB hasn't been sufficiently proactive in terms of mitigating this problem. In my view, we must do far more to encourage our students, other younger members, and those seeking a career change to consider employment options which offer both meaningful work and, perhaps, the chance to influence and advocate for our philosophy of blindness. I'm thinking particularly of two fields which, to my mind, fit this description, education and rehabilitation. And before cynics among us who have worked or are presently working in those fields write back with your horror stories, let me hasten to say that in the real world there are no perfect careers. I should know, since I spent almost all of my working life toiling for a typical municipal government bureaucracy. So let's very briefly look at why I am touting these two careers particularly. Regarding education, we know that there is a serious and ever-increasing shortage of teachers of the visually impaired as literally hundreds of them are nearing or at retirement age. Without an adequate number of qualified teachers of the visually impaired, we can almost guarantee that the percentage of blind persons who are fluent in Braille reading and writing will decrease even further, perhaps to a point where Braille literacy will disappear like so many forgotten Native American languages over the past century. Regardless of where succeeding generations of blind children go to school, who will be teaching them Braille and the other critical life skills they will need in order to function competitively alongside their sighted peers? I believe that it should be our members. Regarding rehabilitation, I've gone on record as stating that ACB must do more to advocate for our philosophy of rehabilitation and to challenge the current trend of one-size-fits-all structured discovery training pervasive within the rehab establishment. Along with placing more members on state rehabilitation councils, something we're already seeing around the country, I'd like more of our folks, particularly those with some work experience, to become rehab professionals. It would be wonderful to see the day when a significant number of state directors of services for the blind and top RSA officials are proud members of this organization. With time and support, we can have many more ACBers moving into those positions of responsibility, exercising their influence and advocacy skills in both the education and rehabilitation arenas. One of the great things about the American Council of the Blind is that our members are free to choose their own paths, to make decisions apart from what the leadership says and thinks. 
However, it seems to me that we can and must do more to mentor and encourage our members seeking careers to pursue fields which can provide them with meaningful employment, while at the same time being of benefit to the blindness community as a whole. ACB and American Cancer Society collaborate to create greater access to health information. By Melanie Brunson. On February 23, 2011, ACB and the American Cancer Society issued a press release announcing two initiatives undertaken by the American Cancer Society, ACS, in collaboration with ACB. First, ACS has taken affirmative steps to make its newly redesigned Cancer.org website accessible to people with visual impairments. The website provides an improved experience for anyone looking for information, help, or ways to fight back against cancer. It is divided into four main sections, Stay Healthy, Find Support and Treatment, Explore Research, and Get Involved, that reflect the primary ways the American Cancer Society helps save lives from cancer. By making its website compliant with web accessibility guidelines, ACS has made it easier for people using screen readers to navigate and gain greater access to this valuable information. The Society's accessible website is part of a broader initiative to ensure the availability of cancer information to people who are blind and visually impaired. As part of that initiative, ACS has also worked with ACB to develop a pilot program that will offer certain ACS materials in Braille, large print, and audio formats to individuals whose disabilities prevent them from reading standard print. These items can be ordered either by visiting the accessibility page of the ACS website, www.cancer.org slash about us slash ACS policies slash accessibility hyphen at hyphen the hyphen American hyphen cancer hyphen society or by calling 1-800-227-2345. The following publications are now available in Braille and large print. Breast Cancer, Publication D104.00 A Message of Hope, Coping with Cancer, Publication D104.00 Guide to Quitting Smoking, Publication D6696.00 Talking with Your Doctor, Publication D6714.00 Helping a Smoker Quit Do's and Don'ts, Publication D6946.00, Prostate Cancer, Publication D117.00, Colorectal Cancer, Publication D107.00, Lung Cancer, Non-Small Cell, Publication D6976.00, all ACS publications and brochures that are longer than three pages are available in audio CD, audio MP3, and accessible PDF formats, which can be sent either as an email attachment or mailed on a disk. Brochures with fewer than three pages are available in accessible PDF format or can be read to a caller over the phone upon request. Finally, Individuals with visual impairments can speak to a cancer information specialist 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, by calling 1-800-227-2345.
All of the cancer information specialists are trained in appropriate techniques for reading documents to people with visual impairments, as well as how to find, navigate to, and read information on www.cancer.org. The agreement between ACB and ACS was the result of structured negotiations that began with the advocacy of an ACB member with cancer. It is the first agreement we've negotiated with very detailed standards for large print, and a specific requirement for both electronic formats and audio in both CD and MP3 format. We hope that these new efforts by ACS to reach out to our community will be of help to those whose lives are touched by cancer, and that those of you who use these resources will take a moment to share any feedback you gave with us so that we can pass it on to the American Cancer Society. ACB Conference 2011 Golden Past, Diamond Future by Carla Rushevel Come to Reno, Nevada and celebrate gold at the 50th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Our fantastic week of programs, exhibits, tours, and fun gets underway on Friday, July 8th. Choose a narrated cruise on a paddle wheeler of Lake Tahoe's Emerald Bay with its crystal blue waters and towering peaks. As Mark Twain said in 1862 upon seeing Lake Tahoe for the first time, it must surely be the fairest picture the whole world affords. Or visit the Fallon Naval Air Station. Yes, it's in the middle of the desert. For a hands-on tour of great naval aircraft, lunch at the Officers' Club, and a visit to the observation deck in the control tower where you'll hear radio communications between the tower and incoming and outgoing aircraft. On Saturday, July 9th, step back 160 years to wild gold rush days on our hands-on Virginia City tour. Board a restored steam train to Gold Hill. Ride down a dusty road in a stagecoach drawn by four painted horses. Learn about the suicide table while you have lunch at the Delta Saloon. Tour the Piper's Opera House where William F. Buffalo Bill Cody once performed. Visit the Way It Was Museum and the Virginia City Radio Museum. If you live in the eastern or central time zone, you can really stretch time and save money. Since Reno is three hours behind East Coast time, you can hop a flight early in the day and still arrive at the hotel in time for afternoon tours and seminars. The serious side of the 2011 ACB conference and convention is packed with outstanding workshops, seminars, exhibits, and programs. If you are a teacher or rehabilitation counselor, if you are looking for a new job, if you use technology or can use new tips and ideas to improve your professional or everyday life, the 2011 ACB Conference and Convention is where you want to be. Begin planning your week with ACB. Below is a sketch of the week's schedule. There's much, much more to come. Pre-registration and the ACB Convention email list will include many more events and details. Please note, Events listed here are subject to change. To save space, most groups are mentioned only on the first day of their programming. Additional days are shown in parentheses. Saturday, July 9th. Exhibits open through Thursday, July 14th. ACB Pre-Convention Board Meeting. ACB Information Access Seminar. Reno City Tour. Repeated on Sunday. Casino How-Tos designed especially for ACB, repeated on Sunday. 
keys to the convention seminar, repeated on Sunday. Welcome to Reno party. Student welcome party. More student activities throughout the week. Millie's place pin swap. Blind lions. Sunday, July 10th. ACB walk. NABT breakfast and meeting. Teachers. Special meetings and activities for attorneys through Tuesday. Vendors. Also Monday and Tuesday. Information technology specialists through Wednesday. And people with low vision through Wednesday. ACB board of publications meeting. Diabetics lunch and workshop. ACB environmental access and public relations seminars. Government employees. CCLVI, FIA, and blind LGBT pride mixers. ACB opening keynote general session. Monday, July 11th. IVIE breakfast meeting. Entrepreneurs, business expo on Tuesday and lunch on Wednesday. General session, every morning all week. ACB youth activity center. All day fun for kids and teens through Friday. Multicultural lunch and program, midweek jam on Wednesday. Special meetings and activities for library users, also Wednesday. Guide dog users through Wednesday. Musicians through Wednesday. And lesbians and gays all week. Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss lunch and program, also Wednesday session. ACB Women's Concerns through Wednesday. ACB Seminars, TBA. ACB Texas Hold'em Tournament. ACB Recreation Zone through Thursday. Healthy and fun options. ACB Afternoon Tours. Different venues every day. Tech User Groups and Product Spotlights through Wednesday. Evening Activities. CCLVI Game Night, RSVA Auction and Karaoke, FIA Prose and Poetry Reading, etc. Tuesday, July 12th. Meetings and activities for people with hearing loss. Special programming for Braille users and supporters of Braille, also on Thursday, and blind veterans. ACB Transportation, Schools for the Blind, and Legislative Workshops. International Relations Workshop and Reception. FIA Performing Arts Showcase. Wednesday, July 13th. ACB Employment Seminar. ACB Auction. ACB Blackjack Tournament. Thursday, July 14th. ACB Membership Seminar and Other Workshops. Government Employees Lunch and Business Meeting. Affiliate Presidents Meeting. ACB Audio Description Project Training through Saturday. Friday, July 15th. ACB All Day Business Session. ACB Banquet. Saturday, July 16th. ACB Post Convention Board Meeting. ACB Tours. Exhibits, Advertising, and Sponsorships. The ACB Conference and Convention is a great chance to tell people from all over the country and around the world about your company's products and services. 
let us help you customize a package that fits your budget and reaches your audience. You might select advertising in the official program, placing information or promotional items in our registration bags, targeting specific groups with conference newspaper ads, meeting your audience face to face in the exhibit hall, or sponsoring a special service or event. Premium, tabletop, and affiliate booth spaces are now available. New this year are rebates for exhibitors who stay all six days, Saturday through Thursday. Also new are a limited number of half-week specials, Saturday through Monday or Tuesday through Thursday, perfect for the small business or agency that just cannot stay the entire time. Visit our website for more exhibitor, advertising, and sponsorship specials. Convention sponsorship, advertising, and booth reservations must be received by May 15th in order to appear in the official program. For more information, visit our website at www.acb.org, or contact Michael Smitherman, exhibits at 601-331-7740, or Marjorie Beeman, advertising and sponsorships at 512-921. One six two five. ACB Heroes. Share the accomplishments of special people in your local chapter or state or special interest affiliate by participating in the ACB Heroes section of the 2011 Conference and Convention Program. Heroes pages will be printed on high-quality paper. Pages can include a photograph of your special person and details about his or her accomplishments. What a wonderful way to recognize that special person! Heroes pages must be reserved by May fifteenth. For more information, contact Marjorie Beeman at five one two nine two one one six two five. End of side one. Side two, the Braille Forum, Volume forty nine, April two thousand eleven, number ten. This side contains nominations sought for two thousand eleven ACB National Awards by Cindy Van Winkle. Striding for Gold in the Silver State, ACB's third annual Walk Run, by Dan Dillon. Involving Youth in ACB, compiled by Artis Bazin. April Showers at the ACB Store. Affiliate News. Passings. Remembering Bill Benson, November twelfth, nineteen thirty-six to January twenty-second, two thousand eleven, by Bev Armstrong. Continuing with ACB Conference 2011, Golden Past, Diamond Future, by Carla Rushevel. Scheduling events, special interest groups, ACB committees, and others wishing to sponsor programs or activities at the conference and convention should submit all information for the pre-registration form immediately. Program details need to be submitted by May 15th. Make all arrangements related to events, reserving space, ordering food or AV equipment, etc., with Carla Rushevel. Convention email list. Keep up with all the latest announcements. Join the ACB Convention email list by sending a blank message to acbconvention-subscribe@acb.org. Hotel reservations. Room rates at the John Asquaga Nugget Hotel Resort Casino are eighty-seven dollars single double, plus tax per night. Add ten dollars per night for each additional person in the room. The ACB room block is in the West Tower, 
Your room rate includes free shuttle transportation from airport or bus or train station. Make reservations by calling 1-800-648-1177. For convention questions or special concerns, contact Carla Rushable, ACB Convention Committee Chair, at 502-303-7042, or by email at adamcarla at bellsouth.net. Or call the ACB National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Nominations sought for 2011 ACB National Awards by Cindy Van Winkle At the upcoming ACB convention in Sparks, Nevada, the American Council of the Blind will bestow some prestigious awards on some very special people. It is your job to inform the awards committee who those special people are to be considered for these awards. Below are the criteria for each award. We are seeking nominees who have made a real impact on ACB and the blind community on a national level. Most importantly, it's up to each of you to think of worthy nominees and share details about him or her that would cause the awards committee to take notice. Please email nomination letters to cindy.vw at gmail.com. Hard copy letters may be sent to ACB Awards Committee, Care of American Council of the Blind, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. The deadline date for nominations is May 15, 2011. This means they should be received electronically by 11.59 p.m. on May 15th or be postmarked by that date if coming via U.S. mail. The George Card Award is given to an individual who has dedicated his or her life to work with and for blind people, making a real difference and improving quality of life for providing leadership and being a positive role model. The Robert S. Bray Award is given to a person who has made a contribution for improving library technology or communication devices. It could also be given for expanding access for blind people or making opportunities within the mainstream media. The Durward K. McDaniel Ambassador Award is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has, through his or her personal characteristics and activities, unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most to the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable and contributing members of the community. The James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award is periodically given to individuals who have made important contributions which have advanced opportunities for the blind community. This award can be given to an individual or an organization. The Affiliate Outreach Award is based on a recommendation by an affiliate president, which recognizes a local chapter for a new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. The Affiliate Growth Awards are based on the greatest increase in membership, as determined by the 2010-2011 membership reports. Please do not delay. Submit your nominations now. The Awards Committee looks forward to the challenge of selecting worthy recipients of the above awards to be presented in 2011. We need your help to learn about these special people and how they meet the prescribed criteria. Striding for the Gold in the Silver State, ACB's Third Annual Walk Run, by Dan Dillon. Celebrate ACB's golden anniversary by supporting this great fundraiser. On Sunday, July 10th, beginning at 8 a.m., ACB will host its third annual walk run. 
It will take place at the Marina, a beautiful outdoor venue with a wide path encircling a lake, complete with fabulous wildlife. It is approximately 1.8 miles per lap, with lots of benches along the route for those who prefer a leisurely stroll and a rest along the way. For those who enjoy running, this is definitely an option this year. The marina is located within a few miles of the conference convention hotel. Participants will be transported by bus to the site, and we anticipate returning to the hotel between 10 and 10 30 a.m. The entry fee will be $25 and can be paid through a couple of different methods. You can sign up for the walk online at www.acbwalk.org. Be sure to specify whether you are an on site or virtual walker. An on site walker is one who actually participates in the event at the marina in Reno Sparks, Nevada. A virtual walker is someone who cannot come to the conference and convention or chooses not to walk in Reno. They can walk back home in their own community, or perhaps not walk at all, but still wish to support the walk. And gather pledges from family, friends, neighbors, and co workers, etc. The website lets you sign up for the walk and gives you a chance to support a specific participant and his her affiliate. This method requires using a credit card. The exception would be if someone opted to download an entry form or a pledge form to be completed and attached to a check, which should be made out to ACB Walk and mailed to American Council of the Blind, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195. Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you prefer not to use a computer, we have two lovely ladies available to assist you by phone. They can go online and fill out your information for you. If you choose to pay for your entry fee or make a pledge to the walk by check, it is imperative that a completed form be attached to checks. If you are a participant and collect numerous pledges by check, it is acceptable to send just one form with each mailing of checks indicating who the pledges are to be credited to. Contact either Rebecca Bridges at 703 527 or Donna Brown at 304 822 If you get voicemail, leave a message with your name and telephone number, and your calls will be returned as soon as possible. For every $100 raised by an individual or team, their name will be entered into a drawing for exciting prizes. Another way to get your name entered in a special drawing is to get a total of 50 or more pledges. Like last year, trophies will be given to the individual, team, and the affiliate that brings in the most money. Please indicate whether you are entering as an individual or as a team so we will know which category to track your progress in. All participants will receive a commemorative tote bag. Medals will be awarded as follows Bronze for pledges totaling $100 to $250, silver for $251 to $500, and gold for $500 or more. Trophies will be presented to all individuals' teams raising $1,000 or more. This year, there is a deadline for turning in pledges to have them count toward awards and drawings. All money must be received in the ACB Minneapolis office no later than June 30th. So, sign up now and get an early start on collecting those much needed contributions. Each person who signs up will be provided with a packet of helpful information. Remember that every penny of your $25 entry fee goes to ACB. Thank you so much for your support. If you have any questions, contact Dan Dillon, chair of the ACB Walk Committee, at 615 874 or email. dan.dillon at comcast.net.
Involving Youth in ACB. Compiled by Artis Bazin. Our January membership focus call topic was Involving Youth in ACB. Participants on the call were asked to share some of the ways their affiliates had reached youth to attend their convention. One of the first suggestions was offering scholarships to students to attend conventions. It was also recommended that students be invited to participate in special programs or panels that relate more to students, such as technology, education, and employment based sessions. Another mentioned having events including free food as well as an activity that teens or college aged youth might like. Some fun activities suggested were tandem bike rides, nature hikes, bowling, game night, book club, pizza party, and social gatherings. If possible, chapters or affiliates could pay transportation costs for students to attend some activities particularly geared to youth. Freebies and door prizes are often an additional incentive to come to an event meeting. Some affiliates do invite students to apply for college or tech school scholarships. It was suggested that a note on the application could state they will be contacted by the affiliate membership committee. Applicants could be contacted later to invite them to local chapter meetings and the affiliate convention. An affiliate can create social networking groups that might interest younger people. In this way, older members can mentor younger ones by answering questions posed by others or asking for advice on Facebook on youth related subjects, such as accessible accommodations for taking SAT tests. In order to use Twitter, Facebook, and other networking sites, you could ask your younger members whether they would be interested in working on this or another youth oriented project that is related to their major. You can also contact universities, colleges, technical institutes, and high schools to find blind and visually impaired youth. Get in touch with the Disabled Student Services coordinators and ask them to distribute flyers or letters to blind and visually impaired students. You also could plan a seminar for visually impaired students on local campuses. If there are several visually impaired students on one campus, a blind club or blind support group could be established. Also consider asking a younger person to be the membership chair or a member of the committee. Missouri has a new younger chair. Gretchen is willing to have members contact her by email. G-M-A-U-N-E at socket.net. Your affiliate could also ask for volunteers from college organizations such as Delta Gamma to assist all functions. Your affiliate or chapter may want to consider having business meetings separated from your programs, activities, or speakers. Some youth might be more willing to attend a particular part of your agenda. Be sure to greet all newcomers and ask them to participate in a committee or particular function. You could arrange a conference call for younger people with a focus topic. Also, contact vocational rehabilitation counselors and give them flyers about your chapter and affiliate. Tell them about scholarships, speakers you invite to your meetings, and mentoring and networking opportunities. Scholarships from your local chapter can be small, enough for a lunch or night activity. When a new semester begins, you could give a presentation for visually impaired students and their families. After the presentation, you can connect with them. You can try to meet blind children through VI teachers. If you get involved in email lists, you can find younger members too. There are blindness related groups on Yahoo Groups, Google Groups, and through the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB. You can offer affiliate calls and find other ways to network with students and have youth awareness programs. You can elect younger people to your state or local chapter's board of directors. 
You can provide invitations to join to members so they can give these with flyers. You could consider adding a checkbox for age on your convention registration to use to send information to students. Members need to give students a reason to identify with blind people. Make us seem cool. A buddy system could be arranged for new people at meetings and conventions. There should be a link from the NABS website to the Facebook account. Other affiliates could link to Facebook as well. There could be an affiliate announce list for students. Many students ask, What's in it for me? We have to give them reasons to join us. We have to also show interest in them when they do attend an event. We could share our own mentorship experiences with one another. For other assistance on involving younger members, check the membership resources on the ACB website. The next membership focus call will be held April 25th. We will be discussing how to retain members. April Showers at the ACB Store It's April. Time for spring showers, spring break, and Easter bonnets. And it's springtime at the ACB Store. www.acb.org/store. There's no better time to get a new ACB polo shirt. Available in lots of fashion colors. The white or blue short sleeve button up ACB shirt is perfect for those warm days. It also comes in a long sleeve style, perfect for layering over a t shirt on a cool day. Check out the new ACB logo necklace, silver logo with sparkly highlights on a 20 inch chain. After the long winter, we just can't wait to get out and about. Don't leave home without your ACB sling pack or your new fiberglass rigid or folding cane. Which are available in the ACB store. Attention, blind and visually impaired authors and musicians. Would you like to sell your books and CDs through the ACB store? Call for details 1 877 Reminders Order your independent living aids and maxi aids products through the link on the ACB store website. A percentage of your total order will benefit ACB. Need more information? Have suggestions for products you'd like to see in the store. Call us at 1-877-848-3218. Affiliate News Nebraska Convention Coming Soon ACB of Nebraska is holding its annual state convention April 29th to May 1st in Columbus, Nebraska. The theme is Climbing the Ladder of Success, with Ray Campbell being the keynote speaker. The hotel is the New World Inn and Conference Center, 265 33rd Avenue. To secure the discounted room rate of $67 plus taxes, mention ACBN and call 1-800-433-1492. Registration and more information can be found on the ACB of Nebraska website, www.acb.org/slash Nebraska/slash. North Dakota celebrates 75. The North Dakota Association of the Blind invites ACB members to its 75th anniversary convention to be held at the Holiday Inn Riverside in Minot, North Dakota, June 10th to 12th. Chris Gray will be the keynote speaker. To get a registration packet, contact Marilyn Nelson via email mgrn1496 at srt.com. To make your reservation, call the Holiday Inn Riverside at 1 800 468 9968. Come and help us make this the best convention ever. 
Lions Sponsor Scholarship winners. In 2010, in Phoenix, the American Council of the Blind Lions made it possible for one of ACB's Young Bright Scholarship winners to attend the national conference and convention. Funds for this Pearl Scholarship were contributed by local Lions clubs and were matched by ACBL. The American Council of the Blind Lions is celebrating its 40th anniversary this July in Reno. As part of the celebration, ACBL plans once again to serve the ACB community by helping young people to learn about our great organization firsthand and to become future leaders in ACB. The American Council of the Blind Lions will once again sponsor one or more ACB scholarship winners to the convention. To help us reach our goal, we are inviting local Lions clubs and individuals to contribute to our sponsorship fund. ACBL will match those contributions, making your dollars work harder to help a young person spend time with ACB in Reno. In 2010, local clubs in several states participated in this project. The Georgia Council of Blind Lions has already sent its 2011 contribution. You can help too. Mail checks to American Council of Blind Lions, 2011 Sponsorship Fund, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky. 40206 We also invite all lions to become part of ACBL. Dues are only $15 per year and should be sent to the address above. ACBL holds meetings via conference call the first Thursday of every month. Join our free email list by sending a message to acb-lions-subscribe@acb.org and visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com. Slash ACB Lions. The American Council of Blind Lions. We serve. AAVL offers wide variety of activities at convention. As you sit with your convention registration form, trying to decide what events you want to attend, please consider the wonderful events planned for you at AAVL. When you take the time to read over the events, remember that in AAVL. You have the members planning these events with the longest experience and loyalty to ACB. We have in AAVL the cream of the crop, the best of the best, and we try to give you all the benefit of our long-time membership in ACB. Please come to our events and look around. Listen to the voices of members you can recognize from many years past. People like our president Oral Miller, our vice president John Huffman, and our program chair Nola McKinney. On Monday. Plan to attend our luncheon. Not only do we have good food and great chatter, but we have Brenda and Dan Dillon singing a mini concert of the songs they are famous for. Now, with your tummies full and your hearts still singing songs we all know, we invite you to stay and take part in our annual business meeting. You may even want to join us and be a part of this hardworking, fun-loving group. On Wednesday afternoon, we are presenting a great two-part program. At 1:30, we will have GDUI enthusiast Janine Stanley presenting "You Are Not Too Old for a Guide Dog." Perhaps you have considered a guide dog, but thought, "Well, that's too strenuous. My cane travel is good enough." She will tell you all the benefits of getting a guide dog. After Janine's presentation, Eric Bridges, ACB's Director of Governmental Affairs, will talk about how to begin our campaign on getting Medicare to supply visually impaired older adults with those aids and appliances they need to improve their independent living skills. If Medicare will buy wheelchairs and walkers, why not CCTVs and hearing aids? Come and hear our ideas on getting this change made. 
After all that serious talk, let's party. Our annual wine and cheese musical mixer with our money-making raffle will be held Wednesday evening from four to six. Come and join us. Let your hair down, laugh, and sing along. I promise to pull your winning ticket. Hope to see you in Reno. Passings. It has come to our attention that we are rapidly losing members of our community, friends, and supporters of ACB. In order to honor these people whose lives have impacted us in large and small ways, we are publishing this column. See below for the format in which to submit information. Sophie Silfen, reprinted from the Washington Post, January twenty-eighth, two thousand eleven. Sophie Silfen, ninety-seven. Who served 23 years in the U.S. Women's Army Corps and retired in 1966 at the rank of Master Sergeant, died December 26 at the Hebrew Home of Greater Washington in Rockville of complications from heart disease. Sergeant Silfen enlisted in the Women's Auxiliary Army Corps during World War II. After the war, her assignments included Japan, Germany, the Pentagon, and the White House. In the last, she was a secretary to Major General Howard McCrum Snyder. President Dwight D. Eisenhower's physician and medical advisor. After her retirement, Sergeant Silfen volunteered for Ades Israel Congregation, a conservative synagogue in the district. There, she worked in the nursery school, at the front desk, and on several committees devoted to visiting the sick at Washington Hospital Center. Sergeant Silfen was a certified Braille transcriber and volunteered at the Library of Congress for nearly forty years. Sophie Silfen was a native of Brooklyn, New York. And was a secretary before joining the military. Survivors include one sister, Megan Berger. Obituary format. When submitting material for this column, please include as much of the following information as possible. Submissions must involve dates no more than six months from intended date of publication. Name, first, last, maiden if appropriate. City of residence upon passing, state province of residence upon passing, other cities, states, countries of residence, places where other blind people may have known this person. Occupation, date of death, day if known, month, year. Age, ACB affiliation, local, state, special interest affiliates, or national committees. Remembering Bill Benson, November twelfth, nineteen thirty-six to January twenty-second, two thousand eleven, by Bev Armstrong. Bill Benson, seventy-four, a former officer of the Missouri Council of the Blind, passed away on January twenty-second, two thousand eleven. Born in Sioux City, Iowa, Bill and his mother moved to Mount Vernon, Missouri, when he was an infant. They lived on a farm with his grandparents. And that is what he called home through high school and college. Bill entered the Missouri School for the Blind in the fall of 1943. He graduated in June of 1955 as salutatorian. Accomplishments were numerous throughout his school years. Bill's interest in writing and music were apparent early on. I remember his writing the "I Speak for Democracy" essays. His interest in music showed in many ways. He played the trumpet in the school band. And in high school, he formed a jazz band. His work with the jazz band continued for two years following graduation. He spent two evenings every week at MSB practicing with the jazz band. 
End of Side 2, Side 3, The Braille Forum, Volume 49, April 2011, Number 10. This side contains... Letter to the Editor. Here and There, edited by Sue Lichtenfels. High-Tech Swap Shop. Continuing with... Remembering Bill Benson, November 12, 1936 to January 22, 2011. By Bev Armstrong. Even as a freshman in high school, his thinking was of a progressive nature. He was a member of the newly formed Social Service Committee, which was a forerunner of the Student Council. Bill received a scholarship to attend the St. Louis Institute of Music, where he earned his degree in music education. Throughout his school years, he had thought he wanted to be a writer, so he attended both what is now Missouri State University and Harris-Stowe College, where he earned a degree in English. Bill married Joanne Dolce in April 1961. For the first ten years of their marriage, he taught piano and band at twelve Lutheran grade schools. For thirty-nine years, he entertained at the Cheshire Lodge in their Fox and Hound Lounge, playing the trumpet and piano and singing. Their first home was in Pine Lawn, Missouri, and in 1975 they moved to Richmond Heights, Missouri. Their current home is in Clayton. Bill was a man with a strong Christian faith. One of his strengths was helping other people. He did this in various ways. In February 1984, MSB had no computers. Bill organized a 24-hour musicathon, which was held in the Fox and Hound Lounge. Donations were sufficient to purchase computers for the school. Many blind students have benefited from this gift. Some have secured jobs in the computer field. Bill also did other fundraisers. They were held at St. Anne's Catholic Church. The first of these fundraisers was to benefit Native Americans in one of the western states. Such fundraisers continued for a number of years, the funds from each event going to a different charity. In December 1984, Bill became president of the MSB Boosters Club. He served in that capacity until his passing. In 1987, Bill and Joanne were part of a group of eight who organized the St. Louis Council of the Blind, where he served as secretary until two years ago, when he became president of the affiliate. Bill also served MCB in a number of ways. He may be most remembered for being editor of the Missouri Chronicle. He held this position two different times, for ten years and more recently for five years until his death. One could enjoy his humor when reading the MCB Rhymoceros and become informed when reading The Lower Left-Hand Drawer. He also served as bylaws and resolutions chairman. MCB recognized Bill's capabilities and awarded him with one of the organization's most coveted awards, the Ellis M. Forshee Award. The award was given especially for his work on behalf of the Missouri School for the Blind. Bill's body rests in the Crystal Cathedral Memorial Garden Cemetery in Garden Grove, California. He has surely made the lives of those he touched richer. He will be sorely missed. Letter to the Editor the contents of this column reflect the letters we had received by the time we went to press, March 4, 2011. Letters are limited to 300 words or fewer. All submissions must include the author's name and location. Opinions expressed are those of the authors. The effects of the digital age push people's buttons. Many blind people have spent decades fighting for equal employment opportunities, equal treatment on the airlines, and the ability to maintain first-class status in all other walks of life. 
Although there are many adaptive products on the market to help a blind person become independent, I'm afraid that the digital age is having a direct effect on how accessible these products are going to be. Many push-button products are suddenly made with flat screens, and some manufacturers include a menu-driven feature. Such products include radios, dishwashers, remote controls, clocks, and police scanners. Are consumer groups trying to convince manufacturers that they can't go along with this sophisticated trend? I own several products that I had to ask a sighted person to set up. I remember setting up these same products by myself when I had their original versions years ago. I feel that the problem should be addressed somehow with manufacturers. Another example of an adaptive product not being adaptive for the people it was meant for was a talking information center radio. Here in Massachusetts, the radio reading service was giving out radios with features for sighted users. Why would a blind person want to adjust a clock on a visual screen? I would like to hear your suggestions as to how the blind can send a clear message to manufacturers about considering our needs a little better, because it's obvious that they're not. If enough of us get in touch with our congressmen, we might be able to send a clearer message to these companies to revise their thinking when manufacturing products. We do not wish to be caught up in a revolution that is steamrolling over commerce. I welcome your constructive comments. My email address is branco182 at verizon.net. Bob Branco, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Here and There, edited by Sue Lichtenfels. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to info at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. New York Alumni Reunion the Alumni Association of the New York Institute for Special Education, formerly the New York Institute for the Education of the Blind, in Bronx, New York, will hold its annual reunion June 24 to 26, 2011, on the campus. The school provides lodging for free. For the weekend's activities and four meals, Saturday breakfast, lunch and dinner, and Sunday continental breakfast, the cost is $55.00 or participate only on Saturday for just $45, includes meals and activities. This fee includes the $10 annual alumni membership dues. Saturday activities will include a morning assembly and presentation by Dr. Bernadette Kappen, a hymn sing, the annual business meeting, bowling, bingo, swimming, and the Saturday evening wine and cheese social. This year, the school celebrates its 180th year. If you wish to attend or would like more information, contact Frank Casey via email, frcasey at nycap.rr.com, or by phone at 518-462-9487. For more details, visit www.nyise.org and look under the alumni link. RFB&D Award Winners For more than 50 years, 
RFB&D has honored high-performing college seniors who are blind or visually impaired with the Mary P. Enslager Scholastic Achievement Awards, SAA. Winners receive a $6,000 cash award. They are selected based on academic excellence, extraordinary leadership, and service to others. Congratulations to this year's winners, Daniel Standage of Tucson, Arizona, and Sharon Berniston of Maplewood, New Jersey. Free Children's Braille Books Seedlings, the nonprofit provider of Braille books for children, is currently taking requests for its 2011 Book Angel program. Children who are visually impaired in the U.S. and Canada can receive two free Braille books from the selection of 1,100 Seedlings books. Book Angel orders will be filled when the child's name is selected, and as time and materials allow. To register for this opportunity, visit www.seedlings.org slash special dot php and click on Book Angel Program. A registration form is included in the 2011 Seedlings Catalog. Children's Books in Braille Beulah Reimer Legacy, BRL, has children's storybooks in Braille available. Some of its most popular offerings include Clifford, Corduroy, Curious George, Disney Princesses, Dora the Explorer, and the Berenstain Bears. BRL places clear plastic strips with the Braille words over top of the printed text, allowing both sighted and blind readers to enjoy the books. For more information, or a copy of the catalog, call 515-282-0049, email endertona at wildblue.net, or visit www.beulahreimer L-E-G-A-C-Y dot com. Sand and Thistles ACB member Jack D. Wilkinson takes a trip down memory lane in his book Sand and Thistles. In it, he travels to Midlove, Kansas in the 1930s. In this small town, ten-year-old Johnny and his best buddies, Tommy, Tubby, and Rabbit, find joy in simple pleasures. Like many boys their age, they love to play pranks, and their many mischievous antics keep them on the run from those who are always out to get them. But times are tough, and Johnny's father is forced to sell his business and prepare to move the family to Arkansas. With just a short time left, Johnny must learn to treasure each moment and discover the meaning of true friendship. Along the journey, he'll find some unexpected friends and new challenges before heading out on a new adventure. Join Johnny and his friends as they spend one glorious year among the sand and thistles. This book is available from Amazon.com in print and for the Kindle reader. Service Dog Anthology Available 2 plus 4 equals 1 Celebrating the Partnership of People with Disabilities and Their Assistance Dogs is an anthology of stories about individuals with a variety of disabilities who rely on service dogs to aid them in everyday life. Kathy Nimmer, an award-winning writer, teacher, and motivational speaker who is blind, has written and edited this collection of 100 true stories and poems to educate and inspire others. The book is available in standard print, on audio CD, as a Word file or a PDF document. To learn more, visit www.servicedogstories.com. New Guide for the iPhone 
Getting Started with the iPhone is a basic guide for people who are blind. Written by Anna Dresner and Dean Martineau, the guide covers purchasing an iPhone and getting it ready to use, configuring the basic settings, navigating the touchscreen and keyboard, exploring the various apps included, and learning how to find and purchase new apps. In the appendices, readers learn the gestures used to activate functions, answers to frequently asked questions, and resources for additional information. The complete table of contents is available at www.nbp.org slash ic slash nbp slash iphone.html. The book is available in Braille, eBraille, ASCII, text, word, and DAISY formats. For more information, call 1-800-548-7323, email orders at nbp.org, or visit www.nbp.org. Federal Grant Funds Blindness Employment Research The Center on Blindness and Low Vision at Mississippi State University has been awarded a five-year, $4.25 million grant from the National Institute on Disability and Rehabilitation Research to increase competitive opportunities and outcomes for blind or visually impaired individuals in the job market. The grant includes six research projects that will identify and evaluate current employment practices and outcomes, design and field test innovative interventions to improve outcomes, assess and make recommendations for updating and improving aspects of a long-standing federal business entrepreneur program, and perform usability studies and consumer user evaluation of accessibility of office equipment to the blind or visually impaired. For more information about this grant, visit www.blind.msstate.edu. Meet Maggie. Byerly, maker of electronic magnifiers, has released its newest handheld portable aids, the Maggie Pro and Maggie MD. Measuring approximately 2 by 3.5 by 0.5 inches and weighing 2.5 ounces, both are small enough to carry in a purse, wallet, or pocket. Other features include brightness control, true color images, 3.5-hour battery life, two bright LED lights, zoom, freeze frame, and 4x to 11x magnification. The MD version includes the option for white text on a black background to reduce glare for those with macular degeneration. For more information about the Maggie line of magnifiers, visit www.bierley.com or call 1-800-985-0535. Lynx Magnifier Clarity recently introduced the Lynx Portable Magnifier. It provides enlargement for both near and distant images. Individuals can glide the mouse camera across a surface to read printed words or use the main unit's camera to view pictures, objects, or images at a distance. The unit weighs 8 pounds, gives a 10-inch view, and has 3 hours of battery time. Users can adjust the brightness, background color, and magnification. For more information, contact Clarity at 1-800-575-1456 or visit www.clarityusa.com. Sharpen your screen reader skills. The Hadley School for the Blind has launched three new online courses designed to assist individuals who are blind or visually impaired to become more proficient with their computers in school and work environments. 
screen readers, listening skills, trains users to listen to and comprehend a screen reader, while at the same time talking with a potential customer or client on the phone. Screen readers, web browsing, offers tips and techniques for navigating the most accessible and inaccessible websites. Screen readers, formatting Word documents, gives instructions in editing text, adjusting fonts, using headings, bullets, and much more, while using a screen reader with Word 2007. Each course includes two lessons. For more information or to register, contact Hadley at 1-800-526-9909 or email student underscore services at h-a-d-l-e-y dot e-d-u. Flight Simulator for the Blind 3D Velocity is a combat flight simulation game designed for blind and visually impaired gamers. The player relies strictly on directional sound cues to maneuver the plane. Players can fly missions, battle in dogfights with other jets, take off, and even land on an aircraft carrier. The game can be downloaded from www.bpcprograms.com. Bookshare app for Apple devices. Read2Go is a new accessible e-book application designed for bookshare users who prefer to use their iPod Touch, iPhone, or iPad to access its extensive collection. With this app, individual users and schools supporting students can search, download, and read bookshare books and periodicals and manage their books in a bookshelf. The software allows for setting user preferences, including font size, text colors, background colors, text-to-speech on-off mode, and varying rate. Read2Go supports all levels of daisy navigation that are included in the structure of a book. This new application is available in the iTunes App Store. For access to Bookshare books on these devices, qualified individuals will need a Bookshare membership. Free Document Converter RoboBraille is a free online service that converts electronic documents into either audio or Braille files. Users upload the file to the RoboBraille website, and the accessible file is delivered to their email inbox. The service can convert 20 different file types, including PDF files that were scanned in as images. Upgrades to the RoboBraille site in the last year have included support for additional languages and a more user-friendly web interface. To convert a document or provide feedback on the service, visit www.robobraille.org. Rhapsody Music Service Now Accessible Rhapsody Blind is a JAWS for Windows script that enables screen reader users to download music from Rhapsody, the music subscription service. Rhapsody gives subscribers access to more than 10 million songs for a monthly fee. Now subscribers who are visually impaired can use this free script to make the service accessible. Subscribers to Rhapsody can listen to unlimited music, create customized playlists, and search through favorite artists. It includes music channels, as well as the ability to burn music onto CD or transfer music to an approved MP3 player. The program also incorporates a music library to listen to and search through a personal collection. The JAWS script is available for free download at www.rhapsodyblind.com. Subscriptions to the Rhapsody service can be made through www.rhapsody.com. Seeking Migraine Sufferers Do you suffer from migraines with piercing pain? Do they last for hours? 
Ojosion has developed her own home remedy that gets her up and out in 40 minutes, 95% of the time. If you would like to try it, she'll give you tips from her book in exchange for a 25 to 50 word statement of your results. Contact her at 415-846-2027 and leave your name and telephone number. Please speak slowly and clearly. High-Tech Swap Shop For Sale Complete set of Braille Harry Potter books. Only a few volumes have even been touched. Asking $40. Contact Catherine at k-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e underscore 9277 at yahoo.com or 276-873-5512. For sale. VersaPoint Duo by Blazy. Comes with Braille Manual. Asking $2,000. Contact John Farnham at 814-490-0777. For sale. Pappenmeyer EL40S 40-cell Braille Display. Print and CD documentation and USB cable included. Recently serviced. Asking $700. Contact Jane Sheehan, 14311 Astrodome Drive, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20906-2245. Phone 301-598-2131. Or email jcsheehan1 at verizon.net. For sale. Amigo CCTV. Comes in original box with instructions, stand, case, strap, power cord, battery charger, and two batteries in addition to the video out cable. All original components in working order. Repaired once while under warranty. Asking $1,000. Contact Michelle at 720-870-1567. For sale. Braille Plus. Asking $500. Will trade for Victor Reader Stream or a Bookport Plus. Comes with sync cable, charger, and case. Is NLS and RFB&D ready? Contact Aaron at 502-541-1167 or email him at blindgeek1989 at gmail.com. For sale, PacMate QX400. Comes with carrying case and strap, quick start cards in braille and print, quick start guide, companion CD, contains MS ActiveSync 3.7 and Outlook 2002 software for desktop PC, AC adapter, A to Mini B USB cable, and user's documentation CD. Asking $1,000. Contact Larry Rayleigh at jlr1 at att.net or 281-444-0907. For sale. Handheld electronic scanner which works with laptops and desktops. Never used. Asking $200. Negotiable. For more information, contact Nancy at owenryder at S-Y-M-P-A-T-I-C-O dot C-A or 319-217-8385. ACB Officers President Mitch Pomerantz 1115 Cordova Street Number 
Pasadena, California, 91106. First Vice President Kim Charlson, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. Second Vice President Brenda Dillon, 313 Overridge Cove, Hermitage, Tennessee, 37076. Secretary Marlena Lieberg, 632 South 189th Street, Burien, Washington, 98148. Treasurer Mike Godino, 104 Tilrose Avenue, Malvern, New York, 11565-2024. Immediate Past President Christopher Gray, 94 Ramona Avenue, San Francisco, California, 94103. ACB Board of Directors Ray Campbell, Glen Ellen, Illinois Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington Janet Dickelman, St. Paul, Minnesota Marsha Farrow, Somerville, Georgia Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Billy Jean Keith, Arlington, Virginia Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. David Trott, Talladega, Alabama. Ex officio, Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Board of Publications Paul Edwards, Chairman, Miami, Florida. Marcia Dresser, Reading, Massachusetts. Judy Jackson, Austin, Texas. Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Ken Stewart, Warwick, New Jersey. Ex officios Ron Milliman, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. End of side three.